Hello and welcome to Small Wins, episode 22. I am your host, Ivan Delila Victoire. It's a pleasure to talk to you once again. I got a lot of good feedback from the episode last week. I hope that it helped or inspired uh, a few of you. So today's episode, we're going to talk about the low-risk approach of choosing a side hustle in football. It sounds, you know, it sounds negative. I think low risk sounds like you are not adventurous enough or that you don't want to go all in on this amazing football journey that you want to take. But at the same time, what I've noticed and experienced, I should say, is that, look, the world, let's say the space of football or the the the, the opportunities are in the game are almost infinite. Again, as a Canadian North American, man, there are so many opportunities down the like now and down the road. Everyone mentions it. Everyone puts it uh, in their, you know, pitches and decks. But 2026 Men's World Cup happening in North America is kind of the the message that everyone is sharing about why you should build in football. I get it. I've also used it in my in my decks. But essentially, the, the approach I want you to look at or explore, at least in this episode, is how do you build something that's sustainable for you as a well as a future entrepreneur or as a future you know uh, freelancer but also build it in a way that gives you motivation and and helps you kind of build consistency as you go uh, there's so many like i said there's so many opportunities there's so much, so much happening in the game that you kind of want to go all in right from the get go and i you know if that, that's very admirable but at the same time, I think, and I've seen a lot of people start, you know, go all in. And then after a few months, after a few, maybe even years, you sense the, that, that, that fatigue, that the, the energy levels dropping because, well, you, whether you like it or not, even if you're building something that you're passionate about, it still means that you're running a brand, you're running a business. So you're getting all the, the maybe the, the downsides of, of running of operating a brand so it's quite the challenge and what happens is they end up falling out of that of that journey or falling out of in love falling out of love for the game because they've been you know they've been tired they've been exhausted by what's happening so the way i look at it is as especially from a side hustle point of view obviously if it's a you know you're getting millions of dollars injected from you know investors and all that that's a different story and we're not going to talk about that in this episode, but you know, if you're looking to really explore your passion for the game and and want to build something that gives you energy, gives you motivation, inspires others, provides a value-driven service or product in football, then having that low-risk approach is a great way for you to at least kind of start dipping your toes in and seeing what works, seeing what you're interested in, seeing how you can apply certain skills that you have or how you can develop new skills, but essentially... How uh, do you build a low-risk approach? Let's address that. So first thing that you should really get clear on is really about educating yourself and what you, you're interested in. So football is a massive game, a global game that's played in 200 plus countries, I believe, or if not the entire world. But essentially, you know, you want to look at at least start diving into the specific niche or area of the game that you're interested in. When I talk about that, maybe it's it's something a bit more broad or something maybe that's on the field or off the field or specific to a region or country or a league. 
But essentially, that's going to be one of the things that you want to really get get clear on, or at least start clarifying in the early stages. The other one that you want to explore, so this is what you're interested in, and then having kind of a complementary set of skills that you want to either build on or explore. So to give you an example, so if you're interested in, you know, coaching, then that might be your, you know, you're going to have to look at what kind of skills you want to develop or what kind of skills you need to have to be, you know, coaching. If it's writing, if it's illustrating, if it's doing, if, you know, content creation, or if it's uh, analyzing, you know, video or games or anything like that, anything like that, really, again, get really super clear on the, the set of skills or the, 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 the knowledge that you're going to need to have in order to, to go that route. So once you have those two, so once you have those areas within the game that you're interested in and the areas of expertise or skills or, or learnings that you want to have, kind of you mix them up together and so start really you know, analyzing what you want to do and make a, a kind of a better or more informed decision in that sense. So that's number one. Number two is really about evaluating what it is you want to do from a, let's say, a financial point of view. We're all passionate human beings. You're probably listening to this because you love the game. If you don't, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. But anyways, but essentially, uh, again, at this stage, it's really, really important that you get you get real about what it is you want to do. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I want to try to do something in football because I love the game and I want to give back. But the background message that they're telling themselves is, hey, I want to earn a living. I want to, you know, make money in football. I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of people excel at the, in the game and, and make money in it. And now it's my turn. I want to do it. So at this stage, really about, you know, again, you assess what you're passionate about. You assess what you what is going to guide you. But at the same time, it's really even more important to explore and to start researching about these different areas that you want to explore and see if there is, you know, market demand, if there is competition, if there are maybe new trends or emerging trends that are that are coming your way. So having, you know, the, the sense of understanding maybe the financial, again, the financial aspect of football is going to be really important for you to at least give you kind of, a, you know, start helping you set actual goals for yourself. If you're getting started with, a, let's say you're getting started with coaching, obviously, you know, you're not going to become the coach of a Premier League team or a top division team next month. But maybe you can start looking into, hey, is this something that's that's profitable for me? Is this something that I can offer as a maybe private service for, for players or, or different sets of athletes? Can I look at if I can do, you know, group coaching, can I look at, can I explore my, you know, av potential avenues as a volunteer coach at my local club and see if there's more opportunities down the road? So really about understanding what's out there in terms of demand, in terms of what the market looks like. So competitors, maybe complementary services that can, that might compete with what you're doing and seeing what the trends are as well. So I think once you've, you're able to really research th those those opportunities or these areas of opportunities, you can start really, you know, again, finding that, well, not finding, but addressing that intersection between what it is that you like, what it is that you can do or want to do, and where the, you know, where the money is. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but where the, 
opportunities are and where the, again, opportunities for profit and generating revenue are. So totally real here. It's not, you know, we love the game. We, we, we do it because we, there's a, we, we, it starts from a place of passion rather, but at the same time, you got to be real with yourself. You got to be very honest early on because if you're not, I think, no, I wouldn't say if you're not honest with yourself, but rather if you get started and you're doing this to, by just telling everyone and telling yourself that you're just doing this because you love the game. But at some point, uh, you're going to get, I'm not saying you're going to get disappointed, but there's a there's a risk of you being disappointed or, or lacking the motivation because you're not seeing the opportunities come in or you're not seeing maybe the dollars come in as well. So really being truthful here, but you know, having that, at least having that thought or that thought, thought process is going to be a, a very helpful for you in building that low-risk approach to your side hustle. Number three, in the same direction that we're going with identifying opportunities, but really about setting realistic goal for yourself and for your side hustle. Again, I, I don't know how to say this, but we are sometimes, the word side hustle maybe has a negative tone to it because it's like, oh, I'm just going to do this, you know, as I'm watching TV and and as maybe after dinner tonight or when I have some time off on Sunday, I'll, I'll get going on this. And it's, it is perfect like that. I think the that's the goal of having a side hustle is you're doing it outside of your regular working hours or you're doing it outside of your regular work uh, life balance. But at the same time, I think it's important that you set uh, clear, specific, measurable goals that you want to be achieving. So when I do talk about realistic goals, there's three I would say methods that you can, well, not methods, but three ways of setting goals. Basically, you have a macro goal, which is almost like your long-term, like 90-day or even more if you want, but like a yeah, quarterly goal that you want to set for yourself. So in three months, where do you want to be? What would you like to achieve? Maybe it's in three months, I want to make my first dollar working as a football coach, or I want to start I want to sell $100 online for a product that I'm about to, to release. So that might be your specific like long-term goal. What happens after that is once you have that 90-minute goal, 90-minute, sorry, <laughs> I'm stuck in the game, but 90-day goal, you can break that down into, you can either do monthly goals, weekly goals, something that's, again, a still big that you can start that you can also manage, but at least you have those, you have kind of a milestone. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, but milestone for that bigger goal. So let's say you have a bigger 90-day goal. You can have three important monthly milestones that you want to be able to reach during that time. And then, you know, because it's a side hustle, I wouldn't recommend you to have daily goals. That's wild. That's crazy. But maybe having a weekly goal or having a you know a fourteen day goal that you can set up for yourself might be a great way for you to start listing the tasks that you'll need to do you know every every week, every two days, every two days to make sure that you're reaching that biweekly goal. So th- that's probably a very simple way to do it. The, the goal really at well the goal <laughs> the the principle of setting goals is really about you know very very like you have to be very very clear on what the goal is and i know that's very hard because i can tell myself you know I'm, i want to make $25,000 in 90 days for my idea but then 
you know, every week what I'm doing is I'm watching TV and I'm watching games and I'm playing soccer with my friends. That, you know, the, that's probably not going to happen. So again, like the, the, the importance of being realistic is not only in the goal that you're setting, but also in your, in understanding what your routine looks like, what your life looks like, and, and making sure that you're also being truthful about your daily life. And, and again, it's a side hustle. So keep in mind that the full principle of the side hustle is that you're doing this, again, maybe outside working hours or during uh, free time that you have. Important here is really to, you know, it's, it's a balance between being flexible and accountable. So I'm saying this, and I know it's easier said than done, but really making sure that having that, those goals or setting those goals is a great way for you to stay accountable. So develop some kind of uh, a method for you to have your goals written somewhere or have them, you know, have them visible somewhere within your, either on your phone or on your, the wall of your office or in your, in your calendar, but at least having that as like an accountability check-in. But also having the flexibility because you know that, you know, there's going to be other things that are going to come in your life that might, you know, change the way or change your, your approach to this side hustle. So that's number three. Number four, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, is really about starting small. Starting small, by no means, it, by no means, yeah, it doesn't mean that you have a small vision. Uh, you have a big vision. You have those those 90-day goals, and even if you want an annual goal or a big, big goal that you're, you know, seeing down the road, but starting small, what it does to to you and to, to to your side also is that again, it's minimizing the risk that you're putting in this side also, because there's so many things that you're going to be learning along the way, not not necessarily the skills that you want to develop, but like new things that are going to be happening, new trends, new curveballs, new obstacles, you know, new wins, whatever it is, you're going to you're going to learn a lot of things and starting small ensures that you're you know keeping or maintaining that flexibility to to uh, tweak things, to learn things, to to grow at a gradual rate. You know, to to make the most of I think starting small what you want to do is really you know, as you're getting started or even before you're committing yourself to this idea, I think you want to start on a small scale, whether that's, you know, if, if we're going back to the coaching method or the coaching example is that maybe you want to start with a few sessions and see what the demand looks like, what the process looks like, what your workflow looks like in, you know, prep, pre- prepping the session or emailing the, 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 the athletes before the game or doing a post-training recap. If you're doing something creative in space, really, you know, if it's creative work, maybe look at how your process, you know, is is is, invol- is uh, developing or what you can tweak to improve your process or, you know, I'm trying to find other examples, but basically if you are looking at building a, maybe a, a collection, you know, I, I know that's a big, big trend, but if you're thinking about doing merch, so if you want to do merch, for sure you want to do all the types of merch. I don't know if the word merch is, I'm, I'm not a very knowledgeable at, at merch, but you know, if you want to do t-shirts, hats, sweaters, jogging pants, tracksuits, socks, you know, I'm, give, I'm exaggerating, but if you're doing all this right from the get-go, 
you know, you're going to get lost. You're going to, there's, there's a, I wouldn't say that you're going to get lost, but there's a, there's a risk that you can get lost in all of that. So maybe from that example, what you can do is look at it from a smaller scale. So maybe you focus on one specific item that you want to be selling, or even if you want to even more or amplify the, 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 not amplify, but minimize the risk rather. You might look at having a pre-sale or having something that you can do on a pre-order basis or just do it with uh, a few friends and see what, what the feedback is like. So it's really about really testing the, testing the waters. So last but not least is really about learning and iterating. I think as you're building a side hustle, a side hustle as you're starting small, really start to gather feedback, data, insights that you're getting throughout your journey and use them to make informed decisions and see how you can improve that, that, that side hustle that you're building. Starting small is is great, like I said, because it, it's a really low-risk approach, which is the, the reason that you're listening to this episode, but it's also a practical one because it allows you to really start focusing on, on a stronger foundation. That foundation might be or will be kind of the, the the setting stone for something that you bigger that you have in mind but at least having that ability to really start small is a great way for you to you know tweak tweak small things as you're building your audience or as you're developing a new service or product but also minimizing the risk that it goes out of control because you've you know the, the brand has grown to way too big so really the the focus here is focusing or focusing is putting you know a system in place for you to start gathering data, insights, feedback, whether that's a spreadsheet, whether that's a kind of a working document, whether that's, you know, you automating maybe, you know, I, I say that because I've used it, but if you have like a Google Analytics for your website presence, for your website performance, then maybe setting up a monthly report or, you know, things that you can look at and that can help you identify maybe new ideas or things that you need to improve or things that you need to tweak. It goes, to, you know, the, the the same process or the same method can be applied to social media. So if you have, you know, if you're active on Instagram or or any of those platforms, you have access to a lot of data that you can look at. Maybe one thing that I would recommend is maybe don't look at it from a post by post method or approach, but rather maybe a a bigger set of data that you can explore. So maybe look at the 30 day trends that you you were able to get. Maybe look at how many comments you got or how many DMs you got about a specific service or inquiry or or people that want to be uh, that want to learn your about your site or your brand. Uh, so I think the the, the yeah the, the last part about iterating is really about you using this the set of data, using all this information that you're getting to really kind of again fine tune and keep tweaking the foundation of your brand and site hustle. So just to recap, number one in terms of low risk approach. Number one is really about educating yourself, learning about the, the specific areas of football that you're interested in, identifying what it is or what skills or what type of work that you want to be doing with this in the space of football. Number two is really about getting crystal clear on your, let's say, financial motivation around the side hustle. Passion is great. It's always going to be the starting point of projects in football, or most of them at least. But let's let's not kid ourselves. I think profit is also another good way for us to keep to keep staying real about what it is that we're doing. First of all, 
and having a clear also sense of direction into our journey as a, you know a future football entrepreneur. Number three is setting realistic goals. So there you have uh, long-term goals. So you can have 90-day goals. You, you break them down into smaller, uh, more manageable milestones. And then you stay, you, you maintain a certain flexibility and accountability in your journey. And the last one is all, oh, not the last one, number four is all about starting small, really putting the, 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 the idea that you have or your side hustle to the test, seeing it at, on a small scale. And then last but not least is really about you learning, iterating, analyzing data, analyzing you know, or getting feedback and insights so that you keep you can keep tweaking your side hustle as you go. So hope that was helpful. It might have been an episode that's a bit more robust, <laughs> but if you want to just go back and re-listen to it and see where you can write down notes or ideas that you might have for your own side hustle, then by all means, go do it. And, and yeah, I think that's it for today. It is actually. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you are you're enjoying your, your own journey with the game. I know it's it can come with up and ups and downs. You can have doubts, you can have challenges. But all in all, it is, you know, it is a beautiful game. We do it because we love the game and we wanna, you know, get join this amazing space, meet new people, earn income, let's be honest, earn income in football, just you know, even travel the world because of football, watch games, really enjoy it for what it is. And I think it's important to, to stay passionate with the game. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the latest episodes, I would love it if you could just leave a star review or a comment on your favorite podcast platform. First of all, it's amazing because it keeps me going. And second of all, it might be the way or the, the, the convincing element that someone needs to listen to this episode and discover that they also have an amazing story with football. So thank you for tuning in to Small Wins. Keep building your football story. Keep enjoying the beautiful game. But more importantly, keep celebrating your small wins. Take care.